0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Andrew, this one's free because I fucked up on the Monday big show where <laughs> I, asked people, I asked people for Twitter questions and they asked a ton of good ones and I forgot to, I forgot to go through them.
2: How could you and, do that to our fans?
1: I, I know. I'm a terrible I'm a terrible host. So I forgot to do them. So we're going to go through them now. And answer them uh, for seven minutes of saints, and there's some good ones. So I'll just start them off. Uh, and by the way, this is free. If you pay seven dollars a month, you get uh, the seven minutes of saints. You get four episodes extra a week, plus the Monday podcast. It's awesome. You should do it. You get you get it, and it's great. And you get a magnet, and you get free swag. So do it now. Uh, so this is from Cajun Alaskan. Which hapless action movie henchman is Tommy Lee Lewis? Which
2: hapless action movie henchman?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's oh my like, God. like the guy from Die Hard with the where that that Bruce Willis killed Hans Tom Gruber. Bruce, no, no, the the one that Bruce Willis killed, and he takes his shoes because remember he doesn't have any shoes in Die Hard. Oh yeah, but his, but his shoes are super tiny, so even <laughs> if he, so even de- so even dead, he's not worth a damn to Bruce Willis. I think that might be Tommy Lee. That's Lewis. a great
2: call. Um. Man, you nailed so, that one.
1: Yeah. All right. Here's another one. You can answer this. Should the this is a good one from Riker. Should the Rams take the Falcons' place as our most hated rival
2: No, I don't think so. I mean, first of all, I mean if you go back to the NFC West days, you know the Rams, Falcons, and Forty ers were in the Saints division. You know, I know a lot of Saints fans probably don't know that, um, or at least don't remember it because they weren't fans back then, but. Yeah, there was a day where I hated the Rams. I mean, the, we, Rams did, talked, talked the Rams. did. We've talked many times yeah. on this
1: podcast about the Flipper Anderson game.
2: Mike but, Lansford
1: uh, is an all-time. He might be the kicker if you if you did a kicker for all-time Saints killer list. And you ask yeah. people, and you ask people my age or older, Mike Lansford, his barefoot ass would be on the team. Like he no killed doubt. the
2: fucking Saints.
1: No doubt. Yeah. So, but you know. I,
2: I I mean, don't get me wrong. I really hate the Rams now. It, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely gotten personal, but you also can't blame them for the call. Like that really was a ref thing. Um, so, you know, to me, yes, I hate them, but like it's still not close to the Falcons or Panthers. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would
1: say they're higher than the Bucks. They're definitely higher than the Bucks. Here's the team that the Rams. Why the Ram? The hatred of the Rams isn't going to last. Is they don't have any fans, and we don't interact with them. So, like, Atlanta fans, we interact with them all the goddamn time. My timeline post-things just filled with sewage, and I had to mute a bunch of people, right? Even Carolina fans, they have them out there. Other fan bases, right? We, Rams, they have, like, four fans. I, I never actually interacted with one fucking Rams fan the entire bef- – the week before the NFC Championship game. And after that, and through the Super Bowl, I never interacted one. I went on a weird podcast from some guy from Atlanta that was a Rams fan, but that was it. They don't have any fans, so I don't think I don't think the hatred is going to last, Andrew. Yeah. So here's another one. Oh, um, uh, this is. I'm going to take this one. This is from Dylan. Assuming all things equal, if you could choose between Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown being traded to the Saints, who would you take? Well, I mean. I think you take Odell because Odell, he's like, his crazy is just, like, superficial crazy. Like, he's never been shown to be, like, a bad guy. And, yeah, he went on the boat before the playoff game, but a lot of other players did that too. Like, Odell Beckham, yeah, he throws tantrums on the sidelines and all, but he's never shown to be like Antonio Brown where they had to, like, send his ass home, you know? I, I mean, all things being equal, and Odell Beckham, I think, things are equal I'm taking Beckham every time
2: yeah I mean I'm an LSU fan so I'm biased but yeah
1: that's my pick (laughs) for sure this is is Alex Molden available to be the secondary coach if when Aaron Glenn leaves I haven't heard anything is is he going to Cincinnati well they they denied him no the Saints blocked it yeah yeah that's weird because Sean Payton is very pro I let guys move up uh and he's very vocal about that. So I, I would hope Nick Underhill maybe digs around in there and, and find some stuff. Cause that, that was, it, that was odd to me that the saints flat out blocked him. Well, I wonder if the timing had something to do with it. Like, you know,
2: just Sean Payton feeling like, now, like too much time has elapsed. Like we, you know, we can't replace him with the guy we would want. So too late. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I wonder if that was part of it, just the timing, but yeah. you know, a guy to keep an eye on, um, you know, who started as an intern, you know, who kind of fits a similar profile is Lee Torrance. Um, Mm -hmm. He played for the Saints uh, much like Aaron Glenn did. So he knows the system. He knows kind of the, um, you know, he knows the plan and everything. And he started as an intern and then he was promoted to an assistant coach, uh, which he is now for the Saints. And, um, you know, I I just think he's a young, innovative, and and, uh, thoughtful guy, very smart guy. Um, I've met him a couple times. Super, super nice guy. But I, I think Lee Torrance is a guy that just fits kind of the similar mold to Aaron Glenn. And if Glenn were to leave, that potentially, if you promote from within,
1: uh, he could be a good fit. Here's the thing this is going to be Aaron Glenn's last year with the Saints. Like, he, teams know about him. He, 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 Dan, was rumored, I, think,
2: I think Dan Campbell, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, him, he was rumored to be on Bill Belichick's list. For a defensive coordinator last year, like teams, his, the secret about him is out. Like teams know he's smart. He's a fantastic defensive back coach. He's on the fast track, him and Dan Campbell. You're right. Like enjoy them because this is, this is it for them. They're, they're going to be they with one Glenn's going to be a coordinator and Dan Campbell's probably going to be a coach. Um, This is a great question. Uh, Ralph, how much energy would we have to generate to slap Roger Goodell to go back in time to the moment the flag should have been thrown? Um, this is a thing from uh, somebody asked Adam Savage, who's a science show guy. Uh, my daughter just asked me a question that is the perfect for the tested or Mythbusters experiment. If kinetic energy is converted into thermal energy, how hard do you have to slap a chicken to cook it? So he took it to the next level and said, how, how hard do you have to slap Goodell so we can go back in time. Uh, well, first of all... You well, wouldn't, it, get, wouldn't it be slap the official, though? Well, no. Well, you probably have to... His theory was you have to slap Roger Goodell to get the whole time continuing. You have to open the, to open the door so we could time travel, right? Well, if you have to slap Goodell really hard, the first thing you have to do is dip your hands and slap your mama spice. Like, really dip your hands in it. Like, get him drenched in it because you gotta, cause you got to slap him... Spice has got to go everywhere because you got to open the door. You got to slap them really hard. So slap your mom, slap your mama. Cajun seasoning is what you got to use. I think. Um, I would think you'd need a big wrestler to do it too. Like I, like me, combined with the slap your mama seasoning wouldn't be enough. Like we would need to like get Andre the Giant, like raise him from the dead. You know. Well, you say so you'd have to go back in time. To yeah, so it'd be it'd be yeah. tricky. Oh well, yeah, we, we could we, we get John Cena maybe. That could.
0: So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.
1: That could work. You think oh. that would be enough? I don't know. I mean, to, to open up the time, the space-time continuum. I mean, you're talking a hell of a slap. Yeah. Um, here's, here's a good If If we don't... If we <laughs> This is from Shane. If we don't re-sign Teddy Bridgewater, would re-signing Adam Big Hill soften the blow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Uh, that's good. I love that because it, you know what the thing is. Like we have all these arguments. You know, I I wish I wasn't. I mean, granted, I wouldn't say I'm lazy, but we do all these shows. We do we're doing the seven minutes of Saints. We're doing all these shows. We're doing all this fun stuff on Facebook. So I don't have time. I I hope we can get, generate enough revenue so I can pay an intern. And one of the things I'm going to have the intern do is all these Saints, bloggers, and motherfuckers that lose their mind when the Saints cut some random dude, and they're like, he'll never clear the waiver. He's never clearing waivers. He's gone forever. Like, I just want a spreadsheet of all those names so at the end of the year, like, we can go through them all. Because I feel like Adam Hill was, like, Number, he was like the king of that genre. Where like oh, you yeah. can't, you can't cut him. He's he's slow and he's white and he's small. He'll never clear wings. The Saints will never. the Saints will regret this mistake. Yeah, it's like man, the Saints cut him. They cut fucking three draft choices. I mean, you know, like it's just. Uh, but it, but it, uh, Shane, thanks for bringing that back and reminding people. I mean,
2: uh, I mean, my, my, here here's my thing. Like of all those guys. How many have the Saints cut that have actually gone on to be awesome somewhere else? Like, Rob Ninkovich is the only one. And that, w- that was, like, 12 years ago.
1: Yeah. And he was a weird – and he was a weird case because he was hurt all the time with the Saints. You know? Yeah. Like, like, it, like he wasn't it's just we like, like, if like, we cut Tavius Jones, he's going to make, make the Pro Bowl. So yeah. Know. You know, it wasn't like – it wasn't like Rob Ninkovich was – Rick Leonard, where he was just kind of awful, and the Saints are like, "Ah, eh, you're awful. We're cutting you." He was like hurt all the time, and Saints players are like, "Don't cut him. Don't cut him. He's really good. He just needs to." You know, this is like the the he's the exception that proves the rule. Oh, this is a great question from Dylan Raspberry, uh, Andrew. If you could bring back one Saints player in their prime to the team for the upcoming season, who would you pick? Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy.
2: Not Graham, Jimmy Graham. Now I mean Jimmy Graham at his best. Jim, two thousand
1: eleven, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you could make a case for two thousand eleven Colston too. Like a dude, like a like peak Colston where they could put him in the slot and and do fun things with him. Joe Horn would be fun. Uh, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will the Will the Saints finally get a starting caliber free agent from LSU this year? And Quan Alexander or on Matthew.
2: I would love it. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like the seal's been broken with Will Clapp. I mean, at least they finally freaking drafted one, and he made the team, and he got to start a game and, and play a little bit. So, uh, I feel like the the monkey, you know, is off our back with that now. You know, I, I mean, don't mm-hmm. you don't don't you feel like Will
1: Clapp has kind of exercised that team? Yeah, path? I mean, and look, and look, the thing is, like, you know. Safety's still an issue for them. Like, Coleman didn't work out. And just because Coleman was a dud and they whiffed on that, like, doesn't mean that they're not going to go looking for another safety, right? You know, same thing in tight end. Like, Kobe Fleener didn't really work out. It doesn't mean, like, that they won't go in free agency now and sign a a tight end or do something. They still need another safety. Tyron Matthew would be a great guy. And the thing is, like, I don't know that the safety market's going to be any better. Like, I don't know that Tyron Matthew. he played really good for the Texans, but I don't know that he's going to get, like, a three-year, $20 million deal. Like, I think you could still go and get him on. You could do the same thing you did with Kirk Coleman, where, like, give him a a two-year deal, and if it doesn't work out, you eat a little money. After year one, I mean, the thing is, the thing is I like to on Matthew is because he's so flexible, right? And he can—he's not as great as he was at Arizona, like he's not that guy anymore. But the thing that I like about him is he can still do a ton of stuff. So, like, if you—if your slot corner gets banged up, you can put him in the slot. He can play strong team because you can move him all over, and he so, can blitz. Yeah. yeah, he can blitz. So he can do a bunch of things. So like, his versatility gives him more value. So the last question I like, and I like this. This is an interesting one. She's been disparaged a lot, Gail Benson, a ton in NBA circles. But in the small sample size, how do you think Gail is doing as a Saints owner, and how do you think she'll do as the owner long term? Uh,
2: I think right now the structure is really stable.
1: Uh, You've got Mickey
2: Loomis, who knows what he's doing, and Dennis Lauscha. I mean, just the whole um, organization was set up to run itself when Tom Benson died, I think where I will start to get more nervous is if and when some of these guys leave, or you know, God forbid, you know, something happens to them. I mean, just whatever. Just
1: you or know, you have to make
2: hard call,
1: or you have to make hard calls, right? Yeah, like, we're, we're so new, like hires, 20, where new
2: hires. new hires need to be made, and, and and trust needs to be given, and you know, I mean, I, in certain cases, I think Gail will feel like if there's a new hire and it's a guy she doesn't trust as much, then she will maybe you know, be more assertive. And, and, uh, you know, so I, I think it'll take, I think my, my point is, I think time will tell. I think right now the organization is set up in a very stable way and, and will continue to be that way for the next several years.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I butcher his name, but he writes for the the bird rights, which is a, a great Pelican blog. Oli, I think is his name. And he yeah. wrote a great, he wrote a great article explaining, I think the best theory explanation for why they why the Ben Tom Benson set up the Pelicans the way he did with Loomis sort of – not running it day-to-day, right, but overseeing it and making final calls. And he made a good point. It's like, you know, Benson was – he was losing his faculties at the end, right? He, he – you know, dementia being old. And the thing he said is, you know, old people, when they lose – start to lose their faculties, they know it, and – when you start to lose your faculties, you pull in and you the inner you you set up the inner circle of people that you know you can trust, right? Because if you know that hey, I'm Andrew and I'm losing my faculties, and you know it's happening, and you know you have good days and bad days, you got to pull in that circle of trust of people that you know will not screw you over, even though they can, because you're in a compromised state, right? Right. So when he he knows that's happening, he's bought the Pelicans. So he has to set it up with the people that he absolutely can trust. And Mickey Loomis is one of those guys. So he said, Hey Mickey, you're gonna be in charge of overseeing the Pelicans and I'm gonna you know, I'm losing it and I'm near death and I'm you know, my faculties aren't the same. So they, they set that up and that was it's not it wasn't the best case for the Pelicans, but in a way it was the best way for Tom Benson, right? But now he's passed on and Gail is taking a more a sort of role there so she can sort of change the structure around and say hey no no Mickey you, you go do the Saints and we're going to hire a real basketball guy and he's going to have autonomy over the Pelicans and we're going to trust him and we're going to reshuffle it so I thought that was a great explanation of why they set up the Pelicans they did and look my thing is with Gail and I've always said this is I don't know if she's going to be good but the thing that gives me comfort about her Andrew is she doesn't have any children she her whole legacy now is these teams. So she's going to want them to work, and I don't think she's ever going to sell them. Now, she may die and pass on, and then it becomes complicated, but she ain't moving the Pelicans, and she ain't going to move the Saints because the thing is, she's the New Orleans person born and bred, and she doesn't want when she, her obituary to be Gail Benson, comma, move the Saints to Portland. Like, she doesn't want that in the beginning of her obituary, or Gail Benson, comma, sold the Pelicans for three point five billion dollars. Well she doesn't want yeah, that for
2: Tom's want... legacy either.
1: Yeah. So I he's th- an
2: extension of his legacy at this point.
1: Yeah. So I think I think th- her owning the teams is way better than the alternative was. We'll see how it goes. But so far so good. And let's you know, let's she's she's navigated but Anthony Davis trained nonsense. She's navigated it beautifully. She held out. She didn't cave. They're Fire Dell Dems they're gonna redo it like so far so good. Now they got a long way to go. But so far so good. I mean if he'd, if he'd, if she'd allowed them to trade Anthony Davis for 35 cents on the dollar, the Pelicans would be good and fucked for the next 5 years. At least now they get to the summer they have a chance. The Saints, it's running beautifully. She lets Mickey Loomis do what they do what he wants to do in son Payton. So, uh, we'll see how it goes, but so far so good. So This wraps up the mailbag that we should have done on Monday. But people, if you like the 7 Minutes of Saints that went uh, almost 18 today, pay
0: $7,
1: get it for free. It's fantastic. We love all your support, and uh, we'll see you Monday.
0: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems.